2,000 years ago, the Greeks fancied themselves to have the monopoly on wisdom, and they looked upon all the rest of the world as barbarians or, you could say, brutes and thugs, who were not civilized with learning and arts as they, the Greeks, were. Now, in 2024, nothing much has changed. As the well-educated look at the uneducated as inferior. But you see, Paul was a debtor to both classes of people and looked upon himself as indebted to do all the good he could both to the one and also to the other. Fittingly, we find him, Paul, paying his commitment both in his preaching and in his writing, doing good both to Greeks and the barbarians, and augmenting his speech to the capacity of either or. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the program. I'm Neil Parks. We're in the book of Romans, chapter 1, with Paul, as he didn't plant the church in Rome. But as a longing, he has a longing to visit the Christians there. We left off last time as Paul wanted to be a blessing to them, the Romans. And he also wanted to be blessed by them as well. Now, in chapter 1, verse 14, Paul is calling himself a debtor to all people, whether rich or poor as it makes no difference, enlightened by the Spirit of God. Now, Paul says, you see, I am in tremendous debt to those of various nationalities, from non-Jew to barbarians, or savages, you might say, and thugs, from the wisest of the wise to the idle vagrant. Paul goes on to say in verse 15, He says, so you can imagine how eager I am to join you and to teach the good news in the mighty and diverse city of Rome. Verse 16, for I am not the least bit embarrassed about the gospel. I won't shy away from it because it is God's power to save every person who believes first the Jew, and then the non-Jew. In verse 17, he says, You see, in the good news, God's restorative justice is revealed. And as we will see, it begins with and ends in faith. As the Scripture declares, By faith the just will obtain life. Now, my listeners, the reason why Paul was so ready and willing and able to preach it, even where he ran the greatest risks of his character in life, it was because of the gospel of Christ. He preached it, and he was not ashamed of it. Now, with that said, there are some Christians that are afraid If they speak the gospel of Christ to people, 
friends, family, or others, they will be looked upon as a fanatic or trying to control the listeners' lives. And running may be the risk of losing those friendships and or relationships. It determines why they won't obey. We see that in Matthew 28. The apostle was not ashamed of the gospel. Unfortunately, many professing Christians are ashamed, and they will hide and conceal God's word from God's creation. Many who have capabilities to preach the gospel do not, or some who do preach it, but it is a false gospel, or who preach the gospel only in part. They will not preach in public, and they use vague words of doubt, doubtful suggestion, to cover themselves, or they blend the gospel with their own interpretations, seeking to please people and live upon popular applause and numbers. They regard their own interests and not Christ's, and they cannot bear the criticism of his gospel. So you see, this expresses that the Apostle Paul was not ashamed of it, that is, to preach and teach it, which he did fully and faithfully, plainly and consistently, openly and publicly, and boldly, in the face of all opposition. And it projects more than is spoken, whereas he, Paul, had the utmost value for it, and esteemed it with his highest honor, that he was commissioned in preaching it. You see, his reasons, Paul's reasons for this were because it was the gospel of Christ, period, which Christ himself preached, which he, Paul, had learned by revelation from Christ, and of which he, Christ, was the totality and substance, and because it is the power of God unto salvation. Now, my friends, it is through the power of God, but without that power, the gospel is but a dead letter. The revelation of the gospel is the revelation of the arm of the Lord. You find that in Isaiah 53.1. I like the voice translation where it says, Indeed, whoever believed it, who would possibly accept what we've been told, who has witnessed the awesome power and plan of the eternal in action. So, as power went along with the word of Christ to heal disorders, it is to those and those only that believe. Believing benefits us in the gospel of salvation. To others, it is hidden. You see, the medicine prepared will not cure the patient if it is not taken. To the Jew first and the lost sheep of the house of Israel had the first offer made 
them both by Christ and his apostles. And so, my listeners, I want to encourage us to think about this in each of our lives, to think in my life or your life. Now, we have the gospel. We have the good news of God's grace in Christ. We possess the gospel that creates in us an obligation with the gospel, like because we have knowledge of Christ. We owe that knowledge about Christ to others. Now, all through Romans 1, 14 through 16, it reminds Christians of the billions who have not heard the gospel. There are people in the world right now, a couple of billion of them, who have little to no knowledge of the gospel. We don't just go share the gospel with them among the nations because we want to. God, we do this because we must. We have an obligation to. We owe them the gospel. God, we are obligated to get the gospel to them in the church today. What would happen if we realized this in our lives? The way we pray, the way we give, the way we use our resources, the way we use our resources together and we come together in the church, the way we go on mission trips, the way we send missionaries, or the way we look for the opportunities that take the gospel to the ends of the earth. My friends, I say, let's pray. Father God, thank you, thank you, thank you for the gospel. Thank you for saving us by the blood of Christ. Thank you for covering over our sins. Thank you for people who proclaim this gospel to us. If we grew up in families where we heard the gospel, we praise you for families that have faithfully passed the gospel down, who have carried out their debt to us in this sense, who have made the gospel known to us. So, God, help us to be faithful with the debt we've been given. We owe. We realize here in Romans 1, 14 through 17. We owe the gospel to people who have never heard it. So help us, God, to make the gospel known among people who have never heard it. And we pray this in Jesus' precious, precious name. Amen and amen. My friends, it was so good to be with you today. God blessed each and every one of you. So until next time, Maranatha, I'm Neil Parks.